if you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast. Um, it's been a while since we've uh, put out an episode here, and I know that, and we apologize for that. Uh, be a bit of a hiatus, though, as as you can see, um, we've just had trouble getting together, all three of us getting together and being able to do it and having schedules line up, and everybody's had stuff going on. So, you know, as you can see, it's still uh, a struggle right now because it's just me here on this episode. You know, it has been a while, though, so I did want to put something out, but I am kind of... Uh, recording this impromptu and kind of spur of the moment just uh wanted to get something out so uh I guess we can just talk about you know the WVU season as a whole up to this point two games left against Oklahoma and Iowa State Mountaineer sitting at five and three so kind of a three-fourths a little bit more than 75 percent uh season review we'll talk about and of course the Mountaineers on a bye week this week so figured you know just uh just do that go over that and then hopefully maybe next week we'll be able to come back um to you guys with the Oklahoma preview and recap and stuff because a couple big ones to end the season for the Mountaineers here with uh, two of the teams up there in the top of the conference where the Mountaineers also are with uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State. So um, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk about since we last uh, were with you here on the Country Roads webcast was the instant reaction following that Kansas game. Of course, Mountaineers got that win, and that was a that was a good performance. And then the next game was the letdown performance. And I think, you know, um, you can argue probably the worst performance of the season, you know, because uh, you lost to a team you definitely shouldn't have lost to in Texas Tech, and you still had a chance to win the game uh, coming down there at the end. And then you had the wide receiver screen that then was uh, turned into a strip and then a score for Texas Tech that ended up being the difference there. So uh, that one hurt. It still hurts thinking back on it. That's the one that I'm like, oh, man, if you don't lose that one, you're in really good shape here to, you know, maybe get to the conference title game. So uh, that one hurt. Tough day there for the Mountaineers um, in Lubbock. But Mountaineers bounced back nicely, and that's what was good to see. I think that's what you've seen with this coaching staff is that they they never stay down. You know, they bounce. They have had a lot of bounce back games. You know, they've only been here, you know, a little over a year and a half, year and three quarters, I guess now, uh, season wise of actual football games. But um, they always bounce back. You know, they have a disappointing performance. They they bounce back from it, and and they did that again in this year when they beat Kansas State thirty seven to ten. Kansas State was ranked number sixteen at the time, so. Technically, Neil Brown's first ranked win because uh, we're talking AP poll. They did beat a ranked Kansas State team last year, but that was in the college football poll. So, first AP top 25 win for Neil Brown there against Kansas State. And the Mountaineers um, kind of looked like they put it all together in that game. And I think that since then, you know, the next game after that was the Texas game, another game they probably should have and could have won. Um, questionable calls, yes. Uh, mistakes, yes. But I think the thing that one really came down to was red zone scoring. Up until that game, West Virginia had been perfect in the red zone on the season um, with mainly touchdowns as well and only a few field goals. And then in that game, I think West Virginia was one of five in the red zone, something like that. You know, you hold Texas to 17 points. That's a game uh, you definitely probably should win. But West Virginia only manages 13. A couple chances late there. Couldn't get it done. Fall 17 to 13 to the Longhorns. But I think even though, like I said, I think that Kansas State game was the turning point. I think uh, you saw the team really get it. And even against Texas, this team really got it. You know, uh, Letty Brown was hobbled early in that game. and think that hurt you a lot. And um, not having a healthy, him healthy the whole game, he tried to go some, but still wasn't wasn't himself. And so then 
coming into this previous game against TCU, you were a little worried because you heard Letty Brown hasn't practiced all week and uh, we're kind of struggling to see if he was going to play. But uh, without practicing all week, he still uh, gave it a go. And, you know, you're like, uh, Letty Brown's 100%. It's kind of making me nervous because the last game against Texas, you know, we couldn't get the run game going without Letty Brown. But Letty Brown uh, shows his toughness, plays, and playing under 100%, not 100%, a Letty Brown is still better than a lot of running backs in the country he proved against TCU. 24 carries, 154 yards in Mountaineers. Get the 24-6 win to get to 5-3, and three, as we said they are now, um, with Oklahoma looming on the horizon next week and the final home game, and then go on the road to finish the season against Iowa State, uh, Brees Hall and Brock Purdy and those guys. So that's where the Mountaineers are right now. I think if you're – Reviewing it from the standpoint of us here on the Country Roads webcast, all three of us uh, picked seven and three as our preseason prediction for these ten this ten game season here in 2020, and um, you know that's still possible if West Virginia wins out these final two games. So um, not too far off uh, what the way we thought it would go. Kind of you know some of the losses we thought they wouldn't lose. Didn't think they'd lose to Texas Tech, um, you know, so on what have you. But for the most part, the season's kind of. Uh, gone the way we kind of expected it to in a lot of ways you know Neil Brown had talked about in the offseason West Virginia wanting to be the most improved team in the country and I think you can look at a lot of things that say that they have done just that I mean they've made a big jump in total offense they've made a big jump in scoring offense the run game has made a huge jump I think more than anyone could have ever expected Lady Brown sitting right at 900 yards with two games left in the season top five in the nation in rushing um, Jarrett Dagey's up there as a top 20 uh, uh, passer in terms of yardage. He's only thrown three interceptions on the season. Mountaineers have not turned the ball over. Uh, if I believe Dagey has the streak of um, most uh, passes thrown without an interception, I don't think he's had one since, uh, what was that, Oklahoma State maybe, I think, uh, or Baylor, I think Baylor. One of the, I think it was a Baylor game, yeah, since Baylor. But So uh, he's really improved the whole offense as a whole. Very, very much improved. Receivers, you know, we had, uh, early in the season that was kind of the struggle. They were dropping passes. Um, you know, some some guys really weren't getting going. Uh, there's been some movement there in that point. You know, hate to see my guy Sam James' snap some, diminish some, but he's you know been playing well as of late in a in a role where he's not featured as heavily heavily. Excuse me. He's also playing on the inside now rather than the outside, and that's allowed guys like Sean Ryan and Ollie Jennings to really get in the act, uh, get in the mix there on the outside and make some plays, as well as Isaiah Esdale and Bryce Ford Wheaton. The receivers really coming on as of late. You know, they were kind of the sort of the struggles in a couple of those losses with uh, drops and stuff. But um, you've got some guys really coming on now, and I think it just shows that that group is young, but they're continuing to progress. Uh, Winston Wright leading the team and receiving on the season. But uh, a lot of those young guys really coming on. T.J. Simmons putting together a couple of really nice games here lately. Last game, four catches, two of them touchdowns, almost 100 yards. And he's looked very good in the past couple of games. So it's good to see him come on. And, um, you know, his well, maybe his last season, you know, he's a senior. Could could decide to come back with this frozen eligibility due to the COVID. But, but we'll see. So, you know, most improved team, I think you could say, you know, their defense is – is way up there and stuff, and so we'll, we'll talk about some. Let's talk about some of the numbers right now. Actually, um, let me pull this, uh, pull these stats up on my phone. Bear with me here for a second. Like I said, uh, just kind of impromptu, impromptu episode here from the Country Roads webcast. Wanted to get something out, a um, little bit of a season discussion. You know, bye week uh, BSing, if you will, and uh, just you know talking some numbers, talking some things about the team. Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about Oklahoma and Iowa State. What we think. Um, 
you know, West Virginia could win those two games. West Virginia mathematically still in the hunt for the Big uh, Big 12 championship game. You know, would have been in a much better position had they have beaten Texas, but uh, still can get in. You know, a lot of things have to go in their favor, so the chance is not very high. But, of course, West Virginia has to do their part and win out these last two games to even have a have a say-so. But um, even with that, a lot of things got to fall in their favor. But mathematically, there's still a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, shout out there to uh, Lloyd Christmas, uh, Dumb and Dumber, one of the greatest quotes of all time. But um, uh, let's look at something here. Uh, let's check out uh, Letty Brown talking about improvement here uh, as, as far as the run game. And this was actually shared by Keenan Cummings over there, uh, Rivals, Musings, Musings from the Mountain. They got their show there, a podcast show there on YouTube as well. But he shared this tweet, and I had I had kind of lo- loved this one. I had to bring it up here. But Letty Brown um, – Rushing yards, he has 897 on the year, as I said, sitting right there at 900. The entire team last season had 879. He has nine rushing touchdowns. The entire team last season had seven. He has five 100-yard games last year, and the entire team last year had two. So there's your improvement right there already off the charts with still two games left. Letty Brown's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher this season. There's just no way uh, no way to uh, underscore that. And then um, he is one of only three players in the country that have – three runs of 30-plus yards in a single game this season. He did that last week against TCU, and the other two being Najee Harris at Alabama and Javante Williams at UNC. So in some good company there. And, you know, it's it's been it's been an improvement not only for the uh, Western offense, but the defense. I think the defense showed some flashes in a few games last season, but you've really seen what the defense can do now uh, with a year under their belt, a year in the system, and I'm really seeing some great stuff from them. Uh, best defense which has had since being in the Big 12 easily, and honestly, one of the best defenses in I don't know a long time. You know, the 2010 defense was pretty good. 2007 was underrated, but you know, some people were saying this could be the best defense since '96 at West Virginia, and I think that they could definitely make a case for that. Um, I know that uh, WVU football uh, put out on their social media uh, some things talking about the stats for the defense, and just wanted to share a little bit of that right now, just so can kind of visualize and understand just what this defense is doing. You know, what they're doing right now is, uh, excuse me, as I'm pulling this up, it's playing something on my phone there. Um, let me get that volume down. It's uh, the great Tony Caridi uh, jumps in here. But uh, anyway, they've really, um, you know, the defense is really, what they're doing is not normal for Big 12. I think this year you're seeing the Big 12 play some defense. And, you know, the SEC is kind of doing what the Big 12 is always had the rap of doing. I don't know if people have picked up on that yet, but they are. The SEC's out there having high numbers, no defensive games. And the Big 12's having some low-scoring games this year. There's been some shootouts, but there's been some low-scoring games. And most of the games West Virginia have been in have been that way. But just listen to these numbers. This is just uh, atypical for a Big 12 defense, and especially a West Virginia defense. Um, but and among this is the Big 12 rankings we're talking here. West Virginia ranks first in the Big 12 in scoring defense, only giving up 17.8 points per game, under 20 points per game in the Big 12 with two games left. Opponent yards per game, total yards, total defense right here. 274 yards a game is all they're giving up through eight games, number one in the Big 12. Passing yards per game, they're only giving up 161.5 passing yards per game, first in the Big 12. Then opponent yards per play, they're giving up 4.4 also first in the Big 12. And this is the one I like that I think has kind of gone quiet, quietly unnoticed as this, te- de- as this defense uh, forcing turnovers. West Virginia, 10 interceptions first in the Big 12 and sacks 22 second in the Big 12, which is surprising. But um, 
that defense right there, as you can see, just amazing what they've they've been able to do. A lot of stars on that defense. Uh, I know Tyke Smith's one of the highest graded uh, defenders in coverage for the entire season on Pro Football Focused. Uh, Dreshawn Miller is right up there as well. He's been locked down. Nick Troy Fortson's been playing very good as of late. Alonzo Adai's been putting out great grades. Tony Fields is probably overall your best player on the team. The grad transfer you got from Arizona, leading the Big 12 in tackles. Going to be the Big 12 Newcomer of the Year, most definitely. And, you know, uh, accepted the invite to the Senior Bowl. He's, he's, that's an NFL player right there, Tony Fields. You'll see him playing on playing on Sundays. So a lot of guys. And then, of course, you know, defensive line. You can't say enough about the Stills brothers, Jeffrey Pooler. And then uh, the big surprise, I think, has been Akeem Mesidor, leading the team in sacks, probably going to be a freshman All-American. True freshman playing limited 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 snaps and you're still seeing what he can do and um West Virginia defense is going to be the future's bright the defensive line is going to take a hit next year if both stills leave who knows maybe you can convince Dante to stay but Darius I think is definitely gone but if both stills leave the defensive line is going to take a little hit but you've got some young guys there and some potential there still yet and the rest of the defense uh aside from Tony Fields who is a big loss but hopefully you can get uh, another grad transfer in there to fill in or someone to play that mic position just as good as he has, and uh, you'll be set because you're not losing a lot um, outside of those guys. So that that's big. You know, um, the defense, I think, is going to continue to improve. Um, you know, this is just year or two, so I think the future is very bright, and you're trusting the climb there. You're doing the right thing. Offensively, uh, talking some numbers, uh, Jared Dagey, a guy, you know, he took some criticism, and I think very unfairly this guy's been solid. You know, earlier in the season, some of his numbers were affected because of drops. He did have some errant throws in some games early in the season, but as the season's gone on, he's just gotten better and better. And in games, he's the same way. Sometimes he'll start off a little shaky, but if you stick around and watch him by about the midway point through the end, he'll get on a hot streak. And once that guy gets going and gets in rhythm, he's tough to contend with there. So uh, 2,219 yards in the season, 66% completion rate, 13 touchdowns versus only three interceptions, QB rating 138.4. So very impressive there. And, you know, uh, just for – a little bit of um, uh, comparison, I guess, I'm looking for. I can't think of the word right now. It escapes me. But just to kind of put, visualize where he's at, Spencer Rattler, the highly touted quarterback, Oklahoma, highly touted offense and stuff. West Virginia is about to play them in the next game. As of right now, at the time of this recording, you know, prior to their game versus Oklahoma State being played, uh, Jared Dagey has more passing yards than Spencer Rattler. So Jared Dagey is quietly having a very, very good season this year, and that's that's good for the Mountaineers' future as well because he's a guy that could potentially be back for two more seasons. So that's good to see. Uh, Russian, we talked about Letty Brown, 897 yards, nine touchdowns, averaging over five yards a carry on the season. Best player on the offense by far. Um, your go-to guy, your workhorse, um, really molded into a player that I think a lot of people saw that potential early on, and this new coaching staff has really brought it out in him tenfold, and he's having an amazing season. Alex Sinkfield, 321 yards, three touchdowns, averaging over four yards a carry. He's your complimentary back. He's had some big games, and then he's had some shaky games. A little bit streaky. I'm sure the coaching staff would like to see him uh, be a little bit more consistent, but when he's on, he's on, and that's a guy that can uh, take it to the house for you. Then receiving – receiving uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't talk this morning. Like I said, impromptu, um, you know, no, 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 no notes or nothing, just kind of very stream of consciousness right here just to get something out here on the Country Roads webcast for you guys. But uh, Winston Wright, receiving-wise – Leading the team in both receptions and yards by a wide margin on uh, on receptions for sure, and uh, yards too. You could say as he has 42 catches. Uh, next next him is only has 23, but 494 yards, two of them being touchdowns. 
Uh, you're receiving touchdowns leader on the season so far, Bryce Ford Wheaton with three touchdowns in his 23 grabs uh, for 365 yards. T.J. Simmons uh, kind of uh, putting up the yards per catch, though, with 309 yards and only 15 catches and two touchdowns of his own. Then you got Sam James, 273 yards and two touchdowns on 29 catches. And then uh, Letty Brown, 27 catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns. And then, as I said, you got some guys that have came on as of late. Uh, Sean Ryan, 16 catches, 137 yards. Probably most of those coming in the past three games or so. Uh, true freshman Reese Smith been involved this season, 11 catches, 128 yards. And then tight end Michael Laughlin, 12 for 126. So you see that coming. And then you got a touchdown added by Ollie Jennings, touchdown by the tight end T.J. Banks. And then Isaiah Esdell was a big contributor, especially in that Texas game. He was a guy that really stood out in that one and helped keep the Mountaineers in that one as well. So, um, you know, a lot of good, some bad this season. But really overall, I think you can't complain about the the strides the team is making um, overall, especially with a lot of young guys and the potential uh, still moving forward for this team. Uh, you know, and the sky is the limit for this team. It really is. Not, not necessarily – I mean, this season, yeah, they still could uh, make a Big 12 title game. But going forward for the future, I think you should definitely be trusting the climb because this coaching staff has done a hell of a job, and you can tell that just by looking at um, the success Virginia is having uh, and being what I feel like is one of the most improved teams in the country. And, um, you know, looking at it like this, Oklahoma State is the only game where West Virginia kind of was not in it right there at the very end. I mean, they were in the fourth quarter. They had a chance, but Texas Tech and Texas – or two games West Virginia could have and maybe should have won. Um, definitely should have won the Texas Tech game. I think you got a great argument for thinking they should have won the Texas game too. And, you know, if they do that, West Virginia is 7-1 and one right here with two games left in the season, 7-1. and one. And they're 5-3, and three, which is not bad at all, considering how much this team struggled last season. We all saw it. We saw it a lot um, getting, you know, straight beat by, you know, big margins and now this team has really narrowed that gap and I think they have a case for being one of the most improved teams in the country and I think these last two games have a chance to show us that Oklahoma can you finally get them I'll be honest with you um you know bold statement here I think this could be the year I think West Virginia has a great chance West Virginia has extra week to prepare for Oklahoma Oklahoma's playing this week against Oklahoma State big rivalry game that's going to take a lot out of them West Virginia's on a bye gets to rest up then face the Sooners in Morgantown which is probably going to be a highly ranked Oklahoma team because I think they're going to go out there and beat Oklahoma State this week and if you're a Mountaineer fan you need to cheer for that you need Oklahoma to win this week you need Kansas State to beat Iowa State so then West Virginia can beat both of those two teams and they'll have that advantage and if you want West Virginia to have a chance to get to the the uh, Big 12 championship game, that's the first couple dominoes that need to fall right there, I think, this weekend is Kansas State needs to win over Iowa State and Oklahoma needs to win over Oklahoma State. But anyway, that's that's down the line. We'll you know cross that bridge when we come to it. West Virginia needs to win anyways, and that's something they haven't been able to do is beat Oklahoma. But I like the matchup this year, and I think you're going to find out, and a lot of the nation is going to find out, because um, West Virginia's defense wants to prove that they are this good. You know, eight games in, I think that they pretty much have. But you know when they're facing Oklahoma, they're going to say, they haven't faced, you know, this type of offense yet, blah, blah, blah. West Virginia's going to hear that talk. West Virginia's preparing for that talk. West Virginia wants to show how good this defense is. They're going to do something against Oklahoma. I don't know if they're going to hold them under 20. I don't know if they're going to hold them under 28. But I think they're going to play well against Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler's gotten way better as the season has progressed, but you've seen him be turnover prone, and, you know, he hasn't faced this West Virginia defense ever before. So, um, you know, he's going to see it on film. 
but it's a whole lot different when you get in there live action game speeds turned up and this is uh real life uh, new stuff coming at you so west virginia i think can do some things in that matchup you know i think they may be able to force him into some mistakes you know get some pressure on him um and i think that they got a chance this is you know one of the best chances they've had against oklahoma you know they've had a few games where they had a chance 2012 you know the tavon game they lost by one uh, they lost what, sixteen to seven or sixteen to nine once, and then of course the Will Greer shootout, the game that they should have won the last time Oklahoma was in Morgantown. So hopefully this is vintage West Virginia can do it. And I also like the way the Mountaineers match up against Iowa State. So um, if you're asking me, I think the potential to win out these final two games is there. And if so, um, then you're talking Neil Brown extension talk. You're talking Neil Brown uh, Big Twelve Coach of the Year talk. If Mountaineers can win both of these last two, but uh, even splitting them would be would be a great success and uh, you're improving your win total. Uh, no matter what if you win at least one of them so that's good especially considering you're only playing 10 games versus versus the 12 and the strides you've made statistically even in doing so and playing less games has been very impressive with this coaching staff so um that's just a little bit of what i wanted to what i wanted to go over um if i'm talking um offensive mvp up to this point in the season i think it's pretty obvious you can make a case for Jarrett daigie but uh letty brown that's the offense goes as that man goes and that guy's a stud He's going to play on Sundays. That's an NFL back you're watching uh, play. He can carry the workhorse load. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He can do blitz, blitz pickup. He can do it all, and that's what you need to do in today's uh, pro game. And uh, Letty Brown has it in spades. Uh, defensive MVP, a lot of guys you can make a case for. I think the best two cases to be made are probably Tyke Smith and Tony Fields. i got to go Tony Fields because um, the impact he's made cannot be denied. Multiple double-digit tackle games coming over from Arizona. And the guy's just all over the field every game. He's involved in every play. Love to watch that guy play. And you see the one game the Mountaineers didn't have Tony Fields for the majority of the game after he was uh, ejected from the uh, Texas Tech game hitting the quarterback when he was sliding, targeting, defenseless player, whatever they called it. Um, he was ejected from that game, which – I think was, um, you know, a little bit ridiculous. But what have you, that game, uh, Tony Fields wasn't around for the majority of the Mountaineers. Didn't look the same on defense, so I think that's got to be your defensive MVP up to this point in the season. But hats off to the coaching staff, defensive, offensive, all-around improvement from this team. And they've got a case of being the best, most improved team in the nation, which is what uh, Neil Brown's goal was heading into this season. And you know, I think their goals as the season went on, was to play for a Big 12 championship. Uh, still possible. Uh, we'll see what happens. But if they'd have beat Texas, they'd be in great position. So you got to like where the program is heading on Neil Brown's only second year. And you got to think he's doing a lot of this still, you know, kind of with one hand tied behind his back. He doesn't have the full scholarship counts in the program. You know, and um, as you can see, with the way the defense point, don't have too much depth. You know, depth is getting there. But we've only played almost two, three corners exclusively, counting including Tyke Smith. The backups really haven't played a lot there and stuff. So, um, you know, the depth is getting there, but it's not to that level yet. And to see Neil Brown and his staff being able to pull off wins and, and be in every game this season with uh, what they were given to work with coming in is beyond impressive. So, got to love where this program's heading with this coaching staff, and hopefully you can, can keep the majority of it intact uh, kind of going to be interested to see what they do uh, with the defensive coordinator situation here in the offseason. You know, they got the kind of co-thing, co-lead thing going with Jamal Adai and Jordan Leslie. Uh, I want to see if both of those guys stick around, if one of them's awarded coordinator, if one of them moves on, uh, and how they're going to kind of play that out defensively will be interesting to see in the offseason. But that's a discussion for a few months away right now. The Mountaineers still have two games left to enjoy in this 2020 season, plus a bowl game, I'm sure, um, as every team is bowl eligible this season. I'm sure the Mountaineers, with the way they performed, will get a pretty decent bowl spot especially if they can win out these uh past two games and 
we'll see what happens from there and hoping the dominoes fall where they can and the Mountaineers may have a shot at a Big 12 championship game. Who knows? But, uh, you know, let's just take care of business on our end here as Mountaineer fans and cheer these guys on in these final two games following this bye week. Really big winning against Oklahoma. I know everyone would love to see that as bad as 20 to 20 has been for, you know, everyone, that would be that would be a gift for Mountaineer Nation to finally beat Oklahoma. You know, and Neil Brown has the time to prepare for it, an extra bye week, has a defense that can, you know, finally get some stops against Oklahoma, I think, and the offense has just gotten better and better as the season goes along. So I think this is a, is a great chance for the Mountaineers. So don't look at Oklahoma and think, oh, man, it's a loss coming because uh, uh, you never know. I think it's 50-50 chance, and uh, we'll see what happens. But um, that, that'll do it, I guess, here on the Country Roads webcast. Uh, bye week uh episode here uh just kind of re- reviewing the season up to this point and uh hope to get back to you soon with a new episode and uh hope to see mountaineers win a couple games here in these final ones and hopefully we'll be around to talk to you about it here again soon on the country roads webcast if you don't already like us on facebook country roads webcast follow us on twitter at wv country roads um you know and always share the podcast as we continue to try and grow through mountaineer nation and uh talk some Mountaineer football here with the Mountaineer football fans, which we are ourselves, and uh, basketball season coming up. Maybe we'll get to talk a little bit about that too as well here in the near future. But until next time, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. And as always, let's go Mountaineers!